everyone. Welcome to So Good Sisterhood. I'm your host, Julie Mullins, and my husband Todd and I pastor Christ Fellowship Church together. The So Good Sisterhood is a podcast that is all about investing in every girl from every generation. It's this opportunity to have relevant conversations every single month about living intentionally, leading confidently, and loving generously. And hopefully it will leave you saying, that was so good. Hey, we are back with part two of our Jonah message. Pastor Julie preached this powerful message at Sisterhood Night just a couple weeks back. And Pastor Julie and I spent some time talking about some of the different clips from this message, digging real deep. So we're going to get real here, but we're going to jump into part two. So if you didn't get to listen to part one, go ahead, listen to that. But we're going to go ahead and jump right in this conversation when Pastor Julie starts talking about Jonah ignoring the word of God spoken over his life. So it's going to get real. Let's lean in and jump into this first clip. And I want you to know there will always be excuses for not doing what God tells us to do. See, he didn't start this journey by running away. He started by just ignoring God's word, right? See, the manifest presence requires participation. He was there, but I was ignoring him. God is there, But sometimes we ignore him. And when we do, we miss out on what he is trying to tell us. You know, what word are you ignoring today that could be a long distance run when you look back in the rear view mirror? Because ignoring God's word, justifying why you can't do what he's told you to do, it may not seem like a big deal, but fleeing always starts with one small step in the wrong direction. All right, well, Jonah heard the voice of God and and he actually chose to ignore it. And so Pastor Julie, I, I would love to hear from you. How do I know I'm starting to take one small step in the wrong direction? Even when it's so tiny, it might not be so obvious, but just like Jonah, he took one step into the boat. Yeah, that is such a great question because remember what we're talking about is the fact that when we ignore God or we just put off doing what he's told us to do, it's this first step that gets us headed in the wrong direction. And so I think the first thing that we can do is when we sense God speaking or prompting us to forgive or to check our attitude, the first thing we need to do is we need to act quickly. And I I think this is so important because the more time that passes, the further you get away, it will become easy to justify, you know, did I really hear him right? It also becomes easy to um, to forget, right? Life happens. And, and, um, you know, I had a girl come up to me after sisterhood night and she said, I know that God is telling me I need to throw a relationship, she wasn't married, a relationship (laughs) out of the boat. Wow. And I, I said to her, I said, what's your plan? Because I knew that God had spoken, but when she walked out, got that text, hey, bae, how you doing? You know, it would be really hard to obey what God had told her to do. So act quickly. The second thing is when God speaks to you is to tell someone. And I do this all the time. You tell someone and ask them to hold you accountable for the commitment that you're making because this is so important. And I, I do this like as soon as God spoke and said, you know, I want you to speak on the book of Jonah. I knew I had to tell someone because I really didn't want to speak on the book of Jonah. And so I told Todd, um, there are times when, when he's telling me to do something that I tell someone immediately because I know that I need accountability. And so I think those are two things, act quickly and tell someone. 
Those are two things, and really they're two small things. Right. But you and mm-hmm. Pastor Todd say all the time that small decisions are really big decisions in disguise. So acting quickly and telling someone they're small decisions, but really they are the hinge to really a big decision That's in right. our life. Mm-hmm. It's powerful. Well, hey, we're going to keep moving on to God's protection because you mentioned in this next section that, that God's protection is also sometimes His correction. Yeah. So let's lean in, jump into this next section. And then it says that in verse four of chapter one, it says, however, the Lord hurled a great wind on the sea and there was a great storm on the sea so that the ship was about to break up. And when the sailors became afraid and every man cried out to his God, they hurled the cargo, which was in the ship into the sea to lighten it for them. But Jonah had gone below into the stern of the ship and had laid down and he had fallen asleep. I mean, he was so far down the road by this time that he totally was unaware of the calamity that he was bringing upon other people. So the captain approaches him and says, how is it that you are sleeping? Get up, call on your God. Perhaps your God will be concerned about us so that we will not perish. See, Jonah ignores God. And so God sends a storm to get Jonah's attention. God will always send a storm to get our attention. What I want you to hear is that, that not all storms does God send to us. You need to remember this, that God's hand of protection is also a hand of correction. I told you that you might not wanna hear what God wanted to say, but his hand of protection is also a hand of correction. And he will do whatever it takes to get you back on course. See, Jonah's decision didn't just bring him harm, but it was actually bringing harm to everyone that was on that boat that day. And by the way, sometimes the storm that you're in isn't even your storm. It's the storm of somebody that you invited into your boat. The sailors eventually had to throw Jonah out of the boat. And when they threw him out of the boat, it says the storm stopped immediately. The storm stopped immediately. All right, this next section actually messes with my theology. Pastor Julie, I'm gonna need help here because you talk about how God sometimes sends us storms. And I know we're heading into hurricane season, but I'm not talking about (laughs) I'm not talking about a cat four. I'm talking about the storms Mm -hmm. of life and that sometimes God actually sends us storms. Can you tell us? How do we know when God is sending us a storm? Yeah, okay, this is such a great question because it does mess with my theology too um, because our God is a good God. I think you need to remember that yeah. first. And But we see in God's word that in the case of Jonah, he sent a storm. And there were times when with the disciples that he actually was in the boat and led them into a storm. But the most important thing I think to remember is whether you're in any storm. It's whether it's the one that he sends or whether it's a result of just living in this fallen world that we live in, that what we consistently see in in storms is that God is always close. Yeah, He's close right. in a storm. We see it throughout the word. He also cares about your storm. And he may deliver you from a storm and he does that sometimes. But most of the time, he delivers us through storms because there is this intimacy and this dependency that we learn in hard places. And his grace is with you in every single storm, no matter how you got into the storm in the first place. So I want to preface that because because I want you to know that his grace is with you in the storm. And so 
how do we know whether he's sent it or whether he's leading us through? I'm not even sure if that's the most important question, but I'm going to answer it. I think the most important thing to know is that he can be found in the storm. But one of the ways I think that you might realize that he sent the storm is, first of all, if maybe you made some choices that, that hurt you or hurt other people. And you're in this storm because maybe an addiction or a, a, a habit was exposed. Something that you did was exposed and it feels really messy right now and stormy, but he brought that to light so that you could deal with it. Also, um, if there's some strain and, and dysfunction in a relationship and there's a relationship storm, I think he uses that storm to bring things up that need to be dealt with. Um, he'll also send, send a storm um, to pursue you, to get your attention. And then when he gets your attention, just knowing that he can be found. So he does that. There's times when we bring on the storm because of yeah, choices we make. Right. But it's not necessarily your sinful choices. It, it might be that he's calling you to a new level of dependency or to reveal a different part of his character. I think secondly, that it's not necessarily your sinful choices. It's maybe that he's calling you to a new level of dependency or he wants to reveal a part of his character. And so I think that you know sometimes if you've lost a job, that he wants you to know that he's a provider, that maybe there's a relationship that ended. He wants you to know that he is close to the brokenhearted. And this is the deal, is that that there are times that if he's sharing a new part of his character that maybe you've never seen before, then you can almost know that this is a storm that that he's in. And the other thing that we know is that he's always going to lead you out of any storm that he led you into. His grace is going to be there waiting for you. And whether or not, like I said, whether or not this is a storm he led you into or whether it's a storm you find yourself in, he's always going to lead you out and lead you through. I love it because the goodness of God, like you said, God is good. Yeah. And so Mm -hmm. storms are situations. Mm -hmm. Storms are come and they go, mm-hmm. but the goodness of God remains. Yes. And I think that is so powerful for us to remem- remember whether God sent the storm, we invited the storm in right. on our own, whatever the reason is, the goodness of God is steady in our life. Well, I can't believe it. We're in the last part. We're in the final part of okay. the message. Here we go. And this was challenging, Pastor Julie, for us to really get, because this is where you talk about God's provision in our life. And that sometimes, you know, God's provision is could be painful or mm-hmm. difficult, but it's not punishment, right? And that right. and that failures they don't they don't have the final word in our life. And so I want you to lean into this final clip here. Pastor Julie's got so much great stuff for us to hear. In verse seventeen, now the Lord had prepared and appointed, destined a great fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was in the stomach of the fish for three days and three nights. It says that God prepared. He appointed, he ordained a specific place, first of all, to protect Jonah so that Jonah would not drown. See, the whale was God's provision. It was not God's punishment. And I know a lot of times when we're in this dark, confused, lonely place, it feels like God's punishing us, but he's actually providing for us. Sometimes we want God to speak to us. We want God to speak to us and, and, what it, and he, he has a way of getting our attention in those times like no other time. See, pain doesn't mean punishment. God cares more about your character than he does your comfort. So he will always provide a way for you to reach out to him. All of a sudden there's one original thing that Jonah says in this passage. In verse nine, he says this, what I have vowed 
I will make good. And the message version says it like this, I'll do what I said I do. See, he wasn't talking about going to Nineveh because he never said that he was gonna do that. He's going back to this vow and this commitment that he had made when he become God's prophet. It's not what he would do, it was gonna be who he would be. He's saying, God, I am all yours. I will do what you want me to do. I'm gonna go wherever you want me to go. I'll say what you want me to say. And when he prayed that prayer at the end of chapter two, and this is what he says, when he prays that prayer, it says in the very next verse that the Lord spoke to the fish and he vomited Jonah on the beach. And I actually didn't even wanna say the word vomit at a girl's night, because I actually think it's, it's, it's pretty gross. But sometimes when you're coming out of a messy season, of a broken season, it's a little messy. You feel a little messy on the other side. And you're beginning to wonder, you know, am I ever gonna be able to, to get out of this mess? What are people gonna say? I don't even know if I can live this life that God's calling me to live. See, it takes time to get the mess, the vomit off. But would you listen to me for just one moment and just make sure that you don't let your feelings and your failures have the final say for your future. Don't let your feelings and your failures have the final say for your future. Let Jesus have the final say because Jesus says, you are called, you are anointed. I am commissioning you. I am calling you up to be and to become who I've created you to be, to walk in a life that you never dreamed possible. Give Jesus the final word. See, this very next verse is, is after he vomited him up on the, on the whale, what happens? It says, the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Jonah was recommissioned. I know you didn't want to talk about vomit at Sisterhood <laughs> Night. You let us know. You let us know that this is not a word you were interested in right. saying, but you've got to talk about it because <laughs> Jonah finds himself in the belly of a whale. And it was a tough moment for him. And, and I just imagine that there are some people listening, Pastor Julie, that, that feel like they're in the belly of a whale yeah. right now. And, and although it might be God's protection in their life, it's still really difficult to walk through. And so I would just love your encouragement. How do we embrace those difficult seasons of life? That's such a great question. I think it's important to remember that the belly of a whale is not your permanent home. If you're going through a difficult season like this, exactly, it, it's a season. Yeah. And there were some very specific things that happened there in the belly of a whale. And this is the deal. You can't live there very long, right? There was a lot of things going on in the belly of the <laughs> whale. It was, it was toxic. You can't live there. There was a certain point where Jonah said that, that I am going to, to make good on the promise that I made. And he wasn't talking about going to Nineveh because, and I said this in the message, because he never promised he was going to go to Nineveh. He never said that. But what he he was going back to was who he was going to be, not just what he was going to do. And there are some times in the belly of a whale that, that you cry out to God in a way. Desperation drives us to dependence. And there are times that we cry out to God and he actually meets us in this place and we go to a new level, right? Yeah. He calls us out to a new level. We come out different. And I, I just think back at the times when I found myself in those kinds of seasons. You know, I remember as a teenager, that bad breakup that mm -hmm. left me brokenhearted. I would have never known 
I would have never known the God that was close to the brokenhearted and told me that I was chosen and loved and I didn't need the affirmation of a guy to tell me that. I would have never known that had I not been in the belly of a whale. I would have never known that when I was going through that that journey of infertility, it was a season, right? It was a season that I, I would have never known him as the one that could be close to the brokenhearted. I would have never had the empathy to know to pray for those who are in that same situation yeah. and the faith to believe if I'd not walked through that particular season. I remember when Jefferson was younger and, and I was called to move away for about four months. And it was, I moved away from my family, my friends. I moved away from everything that was familiar to me. And in that season, I felt so sidelined. I felt unseen. And at the same time, when I look back, it was a season that marked my life like no other because there was a there there was things that God taught me in that season that still to this day those lessons have marked my life and and I I just think that um that sometimes when we get in those seasons where we feel like we're stuck I had to I had to find my way out of there sometimes your circumstances don't change but you do. And so this is the deal. If you're, if you feel stuck in the belly of a whale because of your circumstances or your situation, you have to be, you have to find your way out. And, and I would just encourage you not to be hard on yourself because you're there in the first place, but you have to get the help that you need. And so finding people that are going to help you be able to make your way out of that season and that you're going to come out of that season different, changed. But if you're feeling stuck, you might need some help getting out. I, I think that's so powerful. All right, well, for the final question, you mentioned in, in this last clip, you said, don't let your feelings and your failures have the final say for your future. But if we can get real, sometimes we got a lot of feelings, right? right? And, mm-hmm. and, and sometimes it's hard to not let our feelings control us. But I'd, I just love your advice on how do we not let our feelings control us? And, and really, how do we let God's word lead us? You know, that's so great because I kind of referenced that um, when I was talking about, hey, if you feel stuck in the belly of a whale more than three days, it does feel like punishment. The, The key word here is feelings. You may feel defeated, but I think it's important to remember that that God does care about your feelings. They are valid. They are real but we can't follow our feelings. They're not great leaders. We have to lead our feelings. And and when we're confronted with truth, like we've been confronted, you know, with God's word that, no, I am not defeated. I am not a victim. Then we have to do something with that truth. And we have to become the leaders of our feelings. And one of the books that really just, um, just mentored me through a season where my feelings were leading me is Craig Rochelle's book, Winning the War in Your Mind. And we're going to put that in the show notes because I think it's important for all of us to to declare, you know, that that we are not going to allow our feelings to lead us, but we are going to lead our feelings. And sometimes it, it, it takes replacing God's truth with the lies of the enemy. And you know, we see that in the in the story of Jonah that then when he didn't even know what to pray, he began to quote Psalm after Psalm 
psalm after psalm. He began to replace his own fear with the word of God. And when that, when he did that, something shifted. Yeah. Something shifted in the atmosphere. And, and that's what happens when we replace the lies that we're believing with the truth of God's word. And like I mentioned earlier, sometimes you need some help doing that. That's right. why community is important. That's why mentors are important. And so every one of us, you know, may need help. And so this book is a great resource. And being, you know, surrounding yourself in community is also a way to be able to have other people echo God's truth over our lives. That is really, really great. I, I love that you said we don't, we're not led by our feelings. We lead our feelings. And Jonah used scripture as a way to turn his feelings into productive conversations with God. He referenced the Psalms as a way to remind his soul, to tell his soul how to feel, how to respond in a really tough situation. So this has been a powerful conversation, yeah. Pastor Julie. I it has. It's been great. We're so glad that you've been joining us today for season three of So Good Sisterhood Podcast. And before we go, Carissa, do you have a summer hack or maybe a, a summer snack to kind of lighten the mood a little bit? Because yeah. we, we went deep like we went for deep. a long time. <laughs> So a summer hack or summer snack. Okay, three quick summer hacks that I am going to do this summer. I'm going to put my aloe in the fridge just in case I get sunburned. It feels better if you put it on cold. Yeah. And then I'm going to keep my towel, bathing suit, and beach chair in my car all summer long. So I'm ready at any point I can hit the beach. And then lastly, this is really crucial because I've got a toddler at home. When I am going to make watermelon, because watermelon season, summer, You can use an ice cream scooper to scoop out pieces yeah. of watermelon. Come on. Come on. Summer hack right wow. there. Wow, I am like looking in the rearview mirror going, I I wasted a lot of time cutting up watermelon. Yes. So thank you for that. <laughs> hey, that's awesome. So every episode we're going to talk about summer snacks, summer hacks, and, and you did both. So Got that's it. awesome. I am so glad we kicked off season three of the So Good Sisterhood podcast, looking back at the Sisterhood Night message when Pastor Julie, you preached on Jonah. It was so powerful. And I want to make sure you remember that in the show notes, we actually have the link to the full message that you can jump into. We also have a link there for you to jump in and join our So Good Summer groups, whether you're here in person at Christ Fellowship, or if you just want to join us virtually, be a part of the Sisterhood community. It's for every girl from every generation. We have groups grouping up around the podcast all summer long. We've got talking guides for you and your groups, your group to ask questions with each other and dig deep together. Go to the link in our show notes and join us for that. But this has been an amazing conversation. I'm excited about the deeper conversations we're going to be going into together for season three. We love you. We'll see you back here for our next podcast. We're so glad you joined us today for the So Good Sisterhood podcast. For additional resources and show notes from today's episode, check out our website, sogoodsisterhood.com. Remember, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, but He's always doing a new thing. What step are you going to take today so you don't miss out on it? If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with a friend or just leave us a comment. We hope today's episode leaves you feeling so good.